Yesterday, we learned from Psalm 23 that when you want what you cannot have, put your confidence in your shepherd. And when you don't know how to stop, go to green pastures. What do you do when you're not sure where you're headed? You follow the path of righteousness. There are a lot of paths we can follow. We can follow the path of least resistance. You can follow the path of popularity. The Bible says if you follow the path of righteousness, that's where rest for your soul comes from. The word righteousness is built around the word right. That means have a right relationship with God that results in doing the right kind of things in your life. It grows out of your relationship, being right with Him and then being able to do the right kind of things to make a difference in this world. It's tiring to go down the wrong path. You're hiking somewhere, you go a mile down the wrong path and you have to retrace your steps, it tires you out. I think it's even more tiring to not know the path to get on. You stand at the crossroads and you're not sure which direction to go. That can be one of the most wearing things in life. What do you do? You follow the path of righteousness. Psalm 23.3, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Where do you find the signposts? You stand at the crossroads. Where do you find the signposts for this path of righteousness? 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us you can find the signposts in the Bible. That's why God gave us the Bible. The Bible was given to us by inspiration from God, and it's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what is right. Sometimes you need a signpost that says, go this way. So the Bible gives us that. It teaches us what is true. Sometimes you need a signpost that says, do not enter, wrong way. The Bible gives us that. It tells us what's wrong. It gives us both. God gives us the ways, the direction to go. Now, a lot of us look at our lives and think, I don't know if I'm getting all the direction I need. There's some things that I can't find the answers to, like where should I live or what job should I take or who should I marry? But you know what I've found? I've found the Bible gives me clear direction for what I should do for about 90% of life. The purpose, the meaning, the hope, the significance of life. The Bible is filled with things like that. And I've found that if I follow God in the important stuff, in the 90%, then he'll show me the 10%. But first, I follow him with what I know to be true. The 90%. The 10% covers other things like, where should I live? Some of you are thinking, I need to move. And you're wondering, what city should I move to? You're asking, is the word Phoenix anywhere in the Bible? But if I'll do what I know the Lord has given me to do, God will show me the rest. Not maybe as quickly as I would like, but always, certainly. I get in trouble when I do this. God, I'm not doing the 90% until you show me the 10% then God says, I can wait a lot longer than you can. You start doing the 90% first. That's where you find the other stuff in life. That's how you get on this path of righteousness. But one of the things that keeps us from following our great shepherd is fear. We are afraid. There's this fear in us that keeps us from admitting that God can change our lives and turn our lives around. Psalm 23 deals with that one too. This fear we face in life and what gives rest to our souls. When you're afraid, what do you do? When you're afraid, you remember God is with you. God is with you. 
these very familiar words in Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. First of all, notice it does not say, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It says, yea, though I walk through, even though I walk through. Once I realize I'm going to go through some valleys, then I can get a hold of this next truth. Whatever I go through, you are with me. God is with you in the valleys. You're never going to be alone. Not only is he with you, but look at what the Bible says. You comfort me. God comforts me. Specifically, it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. A rod and staff are used in shepherding sheep. The rod was used for protection. The staff was used for correction. Two ways that God comforts us as we go through tough times. The rod was used for protection. The staff was used for correction. Sometimes I go through tough times because of what somebody else has done and I need protection. Sometimes I go through tough times because of what I have done and I need correction. God provides both. The rod was a club. It was used to fend off enemies. God knows the enemies that you're facing, the ones you are facing right now. While we're in this world, we will face evil from others. Sometimes the worst evil we face is from ourselves, our own choices. God will protect your heart and soul If you turn to him, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's protection, but also correction. The staff is that crooked stick you see a shepherd hold. He could grab a leg or a neck of a sheep if it was headed off a cliff and save its life. That's not always pleasant for the sheep. He'd get that jerk from the staff, but it's a good thing because it would save its life. Sometimes when God corrects me, I don't like it in that moment. He keeps something out of my life. He brings the word into my life. He disciplines me through something that doesn't happen or does happen in my life. At that moment, I don't like it. God, what are you doing? It's as if he wants to say, I'm saving you from going off the cliff. I love you. I care about you. He sees things I don't see. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When you are afraid, remember God is with you. He's there to comfort and strengthen you. Let's do this psalm, not just talk about it. Right now, some of you are going through a valley. Take a moment today to remind yourself, God is with me. I'm not facing this alone. I don't have to face this alone. God is with me. He will walk through this with me. Let's turn to our prayer emphasis today, and that is local, state, and federal governments. 1 Timothy 2, 1-2 says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority, so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. So pray for wisdom and clarity in decision-making, compassion for the people they lead, and that godly character would be built up in these leaders' lives.